everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we have one more week until I take a day off. All right, I'm not sure it counts as a day off, but my daughter's getting married, and I will not be here next week. That is correct. I will be dancing. I will be getting my hair done. All right, my shaito will be done, but that's not the point of the story. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nahum's live lunch. Yes, Nahum actually won't be here for the live lunch next week either. You know why? Because his son's getting married. Yes, as many of you know, our children, please God, are getting married next week. It is super exciting, and it's crazy, but it's amazing. It is amazing. Hodula Hashem Ki Tov. That is indeed the truth. And on, oh my gosh, crazy. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. Talking about it, it's crazy. And on that vein, folks, stay safe. Stay healthy. We are so making an effort, both both households, both the Seagulls and the Wallachs are so making an effort to make sure that we stay healthy and that we stay safe. And of course, it's my weekly announcement to impart and to beg all of you out there to do the same as well. Please wash your hands with soap and water. Do that. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. Practice social distancing. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. And folks, wear masks. So not difficult. Wear masks. Wear masks when you can't distance. Wear masks when you're close together. If both of you are not wearing a mask, at least one of you should be wearing a mask. So that that is my and and my, our bracha to everyone is that we continue to stay safe. There are many many weddings happening now, folks. Many smachot taking place. Many celebrations of a variety of different kinds. Let's all do our part to keep each other safe. All of these stories that are coming out. These I don't want to call them outbreaks, but these these instances of positive testing in a variety of different neighborhoods, folks. We can do this together. We have been doing this together. Let's do this a little bit while longer. Please, everyone, stay, stay, stay safe. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. We've been pushing it hard, and for good reason. I got three more resumes this morning that came into our database. Very exciting. If you have, if you are looking for employment, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Please send it our way. And By the way, consequently, if you have job openings where you work in your place of business or you know that your boss is hiring, let us know that as well. That would be super helpful in making a potential shidduch both for an employer and for a potential employee. All of that information can be sent to resume at nahumsegal.com. Thank you in advance. Let's do the national holidays. We have so much to talk to our guest about that I really don't want to make him wait too long. First of all, it's National Just Because Day. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but I guess just because of this, I'm going to do that. Okay, sure. I don't know, but it's Just Because Day. We have a pl- actually, it's it's pretty slim pickings here in the national holidays for today, but tomorrow is exciting. Why? I wish tomorrow was almost today. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'll tell you why. Because first of all, it's National Power Rangers Day. I don't know. That seems exciting to me. I like this. National Power Rangers Day is tomorrow. I would like to know why a totally defunct group of not real superheroes gets their own national holiday. But hey, what do I know? It's also National Crackers Over the Keyboard Day. 
Why do I think that's funny? Because, yeah, that was a mouthful. National Crackers Over the Keyboard Day. The reason I think it's funny is because here at the Nahum Siegel Network, we should have National Don't Drink Hot Chocolate Over the Keyboard Day or National Don't Have Soup Over the Board Day. But there is no national holiday like that. So instead, we will be celebrating National Crackers Over the Keyboard Day, otherwise known as Don't Do That. And finally, because two weeks in a row, who would have known? Tomorrow is Radio Commercials Day. I, I mean... I don't know. Last week was National Radio Day. This week is National Radio Commercials Day. I would say probably, hands down, if I had to just ask 10 random people on the streets of Manhattan, if you had to, what what is the first radio commercial that comes to mind right now? You could listen to radio, I don't know, once in a blue moon. But if so you asked any random New Yorker right now what they would say is comes to mind when they hear the words radio commercial, they would say cars for kids. Hands down. I mean, the billboards, the this, the that, the everything, it doesn't compare to the jingle. That jingle is so well known. So I, it's Country Yussie, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to, right, if I'm not mistaken, it was Country Yussie who wrote that jingle? I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I think that's what Avrami told me. Avrami, you can chime in here at any point, but I think I'm right. Anyway, so a shout-out to Cars for Kids because you win the most popular radio commercial spot. Yes, you win that for sure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm joined this morning by Elon Kornblum of both GreatKosherRestaurants.com and, of course, the Facebook group Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies. You can check that out on Facebook. He has 57 gazillion thousand followers. I don't even know what he's up to at this point. He's also on Instagram. He is our go-to guy for everything restaurant and food-related. He joins us this morning. Elon, good morning. Good morning. Wow, you have the energy of... Of a bunny. Yeah, I know. I, some people would prefer wow. I pull that my batteries get pulled Thanks out, but I appreciate that. Let, all right, we got so much to talk about. First of uh, all, hope yeah. you and yours are well. You and I haven't spoken in a while. Everybody doing yeah. all right? Uh, thank God, everyone is healthy and safe. And my love to you guys. Thank you. Uh, I can say that I was there in the very beginning. Right, you are the shadchan. Uh, a little bit. Yes. A little bit. You are the Shadchan. It's, uh, it was you, David Tafe, and whoever else Look. brought these families together, 100%. That is correct. It was a great Pesach, great Pesach. It, it certainly was a great Pesach. And by the way, it did what it needed to do. It made a Shadach. So in the eyes of heaven, you Beautiful. guys were successful on so many levels. But Thank you. Let's talk about the success right now or the subsistence of right. restaurants in the New York area. You know, let, let's start from a couple of months back. What have restaurants been doing creatively? What have they been doing in order to sustain themselves during this COVID era? Okay. So obviously everyone was shocked. Everyone, no one knew what was going on. Come March, things were closing and, and, you know, things were being told. We didn't know. So it took a couple of weeks, I think, until really people understood, okay, this is reality. You know, this is going to be for months. And, you know, they started thinking about what can they do to grow their business. Right. And a lot of them decided, or at least one of them, a lot of them followed, is let's deliver to extended areas. Some people weren't too happy about that. Obviously, those, those people in those areas that they came to were not happy. But 
you know, we can talk about that. But basically, the restaurants, you know, expanded their delivery radius. They were, you know, you had people from Brooklyn going to Teaneck and Teaneck going to, you know, Muncie and, and Long Island to Westchester. It was, you know, so it was kind of a wild, wild west a little bit um, that they had to, you know, just get a little bit more revenue. Now, if you think about it, a lot of these restaurants, especially in Manhattan, People were coming from Westchester, from Muncie, from Teaneck, from Brooklyn. These are their customers. Right. You know, so the customers were asking them to come to them. You know, we want to, we want you to come. You know, it's people were afraid to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, they're afraid to go out, but they want to support these restaurants. So a lot of them were asking these restaurants to come, and that's where it kind of came from. And so that was really, you know, for a good month. It was, you know, I was busy like heck, you know, posting about this, mm. these guys are going this day and, you know, what's the delivery schedules for this. And they're still doing it. There's a bunch of them, um, Chop Chop, you know, in Washington Heights. Listen, they've lost tons of their business. The whole YU is obviously is, is non-existent right now in right. terms of, you know, students coming in. So those, that was probably the biggest change about restaurants just, you know, growing and, and expanding uh, their their radius. Uh, you know, and then just in terms of their local um, deliveries, making a menu that is a little smaller, online ordering, obviously, uh, you know, was a big part of it. Um, and just, you know, kind of being creative, asking asking for support. Right. You know, really pleading with their, with their customers, saying, guys, you know, we were there you know, for you when you asked for donations to your organizations, mm-hmm. to your schools. Um, we need your help. And right. so, you know, with that, and, and thank God, you know, we, we were able to uh, raise money through, a, you know, organization, and we were able to raise tens of thousands of dollars to be able to support restaurants, send food to, to hospitals, uh, send food to the police, uh, to anyone, you know, first responders, anyone that was able to kind of, um, that was helping, that was a way that, thank God, you know, it was, it was in March, early before anyone was, was doing it, we were able to uh, send food that way. So that was another way that, you know, we were trying to support restaurants. And they, they've been, you know, hustling right. you know, ever since. What's, it, and, and what would you say is the mood, the general mood of restaurateurs now? Um, you know, from, from, from the way you've interacted with them? What, what would you say their, their mood or their spirit right. is? It's a combination. They're frustrated. There's right. no question. You know, there's a lot of, I don't want to, we don't have to get into politics. We don't have to get into uh, what, you know, people think about what's going on. But um, it's tough. First of all, it's tough the unknown. You know, if you told the restaurants, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do in you know, September or October, they can plan for it. They can kind of, you know, judge. They can do their staff. They can do their payroll. They can figure that out. You know, the fact that they don't know, especially if we're talking about New York City, right. we don't know when indoor dining is coming back. It's, it's you know, very, very frustrating. Um, they see people in Long Island, and good for them. You guys live in Long Island, and God bless you. You'll have to have indoor dining. So, you know, 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away, you're going to Queens, you can't have it. So it's a little bit, you know, frustrating on that standpoint. You know, why can't we open up a little bit, do, you know, 25%, see how that goes. See if there's, you know, trust us. You know, this is our business. This is our livelihood. You know, you guys have to help us. So that's one part. Um, you know, I think they're just, um, they're, again, like I said, they're hustling. You know, they're just trying to do the best they can. The, the government did come in. Uh, you know, during the April, May, they, gave, they got the PPP, 
that helped tremendously. Right. That you know gave them a few months to be able to pay for their staff, keep their you know their workers. Uh, but that's that's running out. Right. That and right. So, that timeline is running out. That was till October thirty first. I think so. Yeah. I think I, so. But you know, and that's. So that's, we don't know. You know, right now, thank God, you know, restaurants have not closed for the most part. There are restaurants that have, but those were already thinking they were going to close. Abigail's Manhattan, their lease was up. They were thinking about closing this kind of, put the nail in the coffin or, mm-hmm. or made their decision go quicker. Right. So that was it. Wolf and Lemon, Brooklyn, you know, they, it was, that was tough. They were thinking about doing something that closed. And, you know, maybe have one or two, but for the most part, they have not closed. So they're really trying to make it work. They're wow. trying to survive and hope, you know, for a vaccine, hope for some support from the government uh, in indoor dining. And so that's, you know, that's what it is. It's and, hope, frustration, all that combined. Right. And hope, and, and hoping also for a timeline. I mean, yeah. that is that would obviously be very important and very fair to restaurant owners the same way other industries simply asked the administration, simply asked their elected officials for a timeline about when they would be able to proceed and reopen at in, in some capacity, at some percentage of right. opening, and yet that has been denied. We're list- we are speaking this morning on That's Life to Elon Kornblum from GreatCoasterRestaurants.com and Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies on Facebook. Now, is it my imagination, Elon, or am I... Or are there new restaurants opening up now despite COVID and despite the limitations that are faced upon restaurant owners? Absolutely. And, and I've said this, by the way, for, for the 17 years that I've been doing and covering the industry, it's always been a, a cycle of life. It's always been a restaurant right. go, merry-go-round. You're, you know, you've always had restaurants opening and closing. And, yeah, certainly it's not different here. I will say that most of these restaurants that are opening now were either supposed to open back in February or March and have been delayed this whole time, and they put all this money in. They've invested time and in, in hundreds of thousands of dollars, and so they've got to open. And so you are. You're definitely seeing new restaurants, which, by the way, is great. It's, and they're doing well. You know, there are some restaurants. You have Rothschild and uh, Upper East Side that opened during COVID, and, and thank God they're doing good. Um, we have restaurants. You know, in your neck of the woods, there's a place called Murr that just opened up that, you know, is going to do a grand opening next week that, you know, has a lot of great potential. You have Chimichurri that opened up in Carl Place that, again, was supposed to open up months ago. Uh, So, yeah, you have places all over the country, in Florida and California. I was there, you know, last week, which is crazy. Um, But they're, they're opening, and so they're not letting, you know, this, you know, change their... Um, their lives. They're they're going with it. They're you know they're taking the punches, but they're gonna they're they're powering through and um, hoping that you know they're they're gonna survive. I haven't even heard of Mur. I haven't even heard of an, that. I mean, I don't even know where it's located. You said it's near. You gotta be on the group, you know. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's over cakes and crumbs. Same owner. Ah, um, that's what it's Central called. Avenue. Okay, got it. Yeah, right near Seasons. Right. Exactly. Took you know, have a is a new Israeli chef. They changed from a dairy to a nice, you know, classy meat restaurant. So yeah, it's there's so much. Every day, you know, I, I see like things going around. It's a lot 
to you know to go over and thank God. You know, we're we're trying to update everyone and cover the industry, and it keeps me very busy. And do you think, or have you heard from from chefs that because they're not all of their ingredients are not, uh, you know, are not as accessible to them? because of COVID and there have been limitations on different, let's say, ingredients or staples that they've had to adjust their menu to to really highlight what they have available to them? Not so much. I think the ingredients are still there. People, the companies are still making it, um, shipping, you know, everything is, is still going what they've done, but what has shifted is more of the takeout. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're not you know, these nice, beautiful presentation that they use, are used to and, and people sitting down. Um, they're not doing as much. You have outdoor dining, so you still do it. But especially in the beginning when there was no out, outdoor even and they were doing mostly takeout and delivery, yeah, that was, you know, the presentation went out the window. It was just let's, you know, put it out good food. Let's get it out to the right, you know, to our customers. So that's changed. You know, certainly they, they haven't done, you know, that fine dining indoor that they're used to. So that's more of what has changed. Yeah, the guy casual, who's... fast food. Yeah, the guy who's making the individual containers is making a mint. That's all I know. <laughs> right. Right. So let's yeah. talk for a second about this announcement about a week ago that New York City, about a group of 100 yeah. restaurant owners in New York City have announced a class action lawsuit to force the city to allow indoor dining. The New York Post reported it last yeah. week. They are sick of the inconsistencies. They don't understand why restaurants that are half their size with poorer ventilation systems that are just outside of New York City are being allowed to open and accommodate indoor dining, and they are not. Now, there was a similar case that was brought or announced by gym owners, and subsequently, after that announcement was made, an accommodation was given to allow gyms to open at at a third of the a third of the normal opening, or you know, popul- um, occupancy. Um, after that announcement was made. So do you think that there will potentially be a shift? This announcement was made. It's been a week. de Blasio on Tuesday gave no timeline and more than that said they may not allow indoor dining until 2021. Do you think, though, that there's going to be some kind of momentum to shift that needle and to move it closer and move it up? My gut is no, unfortunately. You know, uh, Listen, you know, they say you gotta, you know, can't fight City Hall. They're gonna try. You know, there is a group that uh, was started. It's called the Independent Restaurant Owners Association Rescue. It's a long name, but it's a group that um, a restaurant owner uh, started, and it's being um, coordinated within Staten Island. I think they feel that Staten Island will get an either easier judge or it's a little easier. Um, and, yes, you have, you know, these are independent restaurants uh, that are going to be joining the lawsuit. Uh, I've already spoken to many of the kosher restaurants that I work with. Um, we've reached out to the lawyer. We've reached out to the owner who's, who started this. And we already have a link that people can sign up for this lawsuit. They can, um, there's a $250 
payment just to join the lawsuit, mm. but they can sign up right now. They don't even have to pay right now, but they can sign up and get more information. And, you know, they're certainly going to try. Um, for what I've seen, the mayor has not budged on this, um, you know, is, again, there's a whole politics about it, and don't know if we should get into it now, but, um, yeah, certainly um, with winter coming, this is a real big fear for restaurants who can't do outdoor. Um, so we're going to hope, you know, we're going to try. Um, we're going to put pressure on, you know, on the city. Again, safe. We don't want to, we're right. not looking to open up 100% capacity. We're not looking to open up without people wearing masks. You know, there are precautions. People are doing it. Upstate, you know, they allowed it. Uh, again, Long Island, in Rockland County, in Westchester, it's all allowed. Um, so, you know, there are ways. You can take temperatures when you first come in. You know, make sure you're obviously wearing a mask. Um, I'm wearing a mask right now speaking to you, you know. Mm. So there are people, you know, you can't do it. Right. Um, so there are, there are ways, and we're going we're gonna to put pressure on the city to help. You know, there's a whole New York Restaurant Association that you hope that is lobbying for this. I haven't seen too much from them, but I think if enough restaurants put pressure just to kind of get answers, you know, trying to say, okay, let's – slowly go in. Thank God the, the rate is, is low um, where, you know, again, everyone has their own opinion and it's a hot to- button uh, topic that, you know, people are going to talk about. But my, for my feeling and for what I've spoken to restaurants is why can't we, you know, try 25% capacity right. and see if there's a, an increase, see, you know, what goes on. Um, but again, you know, this is what I, this is what I do. I'm biased. Uh, in some point, and so, but we certainly need, you know, someone that we can talk to, uh, whether it's a government bailout, they're bailing out the airlines, you know, and, and so there, are, you know, there's restaurants who are going to, they're going to close, and there's businesses, and there's small owners that are going to go out of business, and it's, you know, this is something that needs to be done um, for the industry, and so we'll see, we'll we'll, keep, we'll fight. No, a hundred percent, and it's it's. It is heartbreaking. I mean, the food industry, the dining industry in New York City, besides the theater and Broadway industry, um, this is so at the heart of New York City. This is so part of our vibe, of our thread, of our makeup. And with the potential of restaurants not being allowed to have any indoor dining until, let's say, January, I mean... What are those restaurants supposed to do through the fall and into the beginning of the winter in New York City to allow them to survive? There's a there's unfortunately a great quote in a piece that came out from the uh, in the post yesterday. The title of the article being Mayor de Blasio's indecisiveness stars starves desperate city diners. The quote is when in, when outdoor dining is done, when PPP loans and SBA loans are spent, it's over. Any restaurant will quickly run out of cash without indoor dining and any additional government financial assistance we will not be open for very long i understand and i agree with you we're not looking to put anybody in harm's way we're not we're not we're trying to just get people back on track we're trying to allow new york to come back to itself and frankly to allow people to feed their families it's such a trickle down society and people don't understand that it's not just about the restaurant owners. It's about every chef. It's about every busboy. It's about every waiter and every Absolutely. waitress. And it's about the food purveyors, the people who supply the, the, the everything. 
it's yeah. it, it's so important that uh, that I think that the that if our if our listeners get anything from this, they should understand that it's not just about food. It's about it's about survival. We're talking about a million, you know, again, this is just not even kosher. Forget kosher. This is non-kosher around the country, New York City, whatever it is, you know. And so, yeah, certainly this is something that affects a lot of people, transportation and and all Mm -hmm. that. And, again, I know the city doesn't want to start another wave. I know they don't want to do another spike and all that, but there's got to be more communication. That's all I think a lot of people are asking is, you know, let's, let's talk. Let's right. go to the table. You know, right now there's nothing. You know, they're shutting the restaurants down. This is what we're doing, and, and that's it. You know, so that's, that's what's frustrating. 150%. Elon Kornblum, this was, this was incredibly helpful and informative. And I want to give you just a, you know, a serious like, round of applause to you because you are a very good advocate for this entire industry and for restaurant owners. And you're also very good to your followers in that you're trying to keep us informed as well. So thank you for your efforts. And I, I, I hope that you can come back to me and say, Miriam, let's get back on the air because there's been good news. That is what I'm hoping. Yeah, there's good good news you know you want to support restaurants they're open there's a lot of good news out there restaurants thank god are are working hard and just just get a gift card send you know uh food to a neighbor there are ways to help them you know we we talk about uh things that are not working there are things that can work and yeah to your listeners just try to do what you can support a ten dollars twenty dollar um, you know, sandwich, it helps. Right. It, it certainly all helps. GreatKosherRestaurants.com and follow him. Be a foodie on Great Kosher Restaurants Foodie. Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies on Facebook. Elon, thank you very, very much. And if I don't speak to you, I wish you and your family a happy and a healthy new year. Thank you so much. You as well. Thanks, Elon. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachman Siegel Network. Our afternoon continues with a full day of programming. Live lunch starts in just a few moments, hosted by Nachum Siegel. And, of course, at 12 o'clock, the giveaways continue. Brought to you by our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. We thank them. All of the giveaways, the basket. The gift cards, the everything is courtesy of our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. And if you did not hear my quick interview with Nahum yesterday on JM and AM, you should just know that chicken legs and chicken thighs are on sale, both at Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. I say that wholeheartedly because guess what? I'm stopping there on my way home. Throwback Thursdays at 1 p.m. in the Encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. Erev Shabbos show hosted by Mark Samick is at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Join Nachum tomorrow morning as he hosts JM in the AM starting at 6 a.m. And at the conclusion, it's Naomi with Table for Two. And stay with our programming until candlelighting. We thank Kedem for sponsoring all of that programming until candlelighting here in the New York area. of Rami hosts Saturday Night Seagull. Matzei Shabbos, 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Support our ongoing fundraising campaign. Go to fjbunity.org and donate today. We are here live every single day. You make that happen. Continue to make that happen. We're closing today with the Al Hakol by Simcholiner. Yeah, we're sticking with the food theme, folks. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Oh, 